You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Praise the Lord. You know, the devil, the devil binds, sin binds, and the Lord's, the Lord's commandments are not grievous. Uh, sometimes people will talk about, well, I can't do this because I'm a Christian. I can't do that. Man alive, there are a lot of, th- I don't want to do all that anymore. The bondage that sin brings. Uh, so thankful that uh, God has saved us. And if you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, today's the day. Uh, and that could be the day that he sets you free. And so thankful for being saved. All right, keep your Bibles out. And we are going to be in Hebrews chapter number 8. I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, This passage of Scripture is called the Hall of Faith. And you know, in the uh, sports world, they have the Hall of Fame, and, and people work and they labor throughout their career trying and desiring to be in that Hall of Fame. You know, here we have some people that God pulled out and said, let me tell you about these individuals. These people had faith, and their faith was in spite of problems. Faith, doesn't, faith does not reveal itself when it's easy. Faith reveals itself when it's hard. When somebody's faith is tested and tried, the Lord said that uh, we would be We would come forth as gold after that testing. Uh, And the, the, the furnaces, the trials in life, those are what tests our faith. It shows whether or not we really have faith. Or it reveals how strong or how weak our faith is. And there are times that I look back in my own life and I see the, the testings and I see the uh, trials and, and I see a weak faith. And times where I didn't measure up. My faith was not there. It wasn't where it needed to be. And here when we look at this passage, the goal is to help us see that These people were not supermen. It wasn't like it was Superman and Wonder Woman and they had all these special powers. They were people just like you. They were people just like me. And the burdens, the struggles that we faced, they faced. And some of these faced battles and struggles far beyond what we will ever face. Yet... Their faith was stable. Their faith remained true. So here, let's look again at our text, Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 8. The Bible says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should hereafter receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise and in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Now, hold your place here, but go back to Genesis chapter number 12. Genesis chapter number 12 
And we're going to find the event that took place as God was, was calling Abraham and giving him a, uh, a job to do. Uh, Genesis chapter 12, look with me at verse number 1. Genesis 12, 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. So here we have uh, Abraham. He, is, he has been called by God to go somewhere that God has not told him where he's going. And now God gives him instruction to go. And at 75, he packs up. And he, he now becomes a... Uh, a traveling individual. He is somebody now that is a nomad and he is, he is leaving his home and he's dwelling in tents and he's going someplace but he doesn't know where he's going. And Sarah followed him. <laughs> if I told Deb that we were going to go and, and uh, go where? Well, I'm not quite sure yet. We're just going to go. Now, we have taken a couple vacations like that uh, where we will just take off and drive. And we had a basic route of where we were going to go, but uh, there were no hotels reserved. There was no stopping times. It was, we had gone across the the Canadian border up in Washington, over into eastern Washington, hit the uh, Columbia River, and just followed the river all the the way down, uh, came across the gorge, went into Oregon, went over to Astoria, and, and followed our way back up. We stopped when we wanted to stop, and we went when we wanted to go, and uh, and it was, it was great, but it was just going to be a couple-day vacation. We're not talking about a life course. And here we find God telling Abraham to go, God giving Abraham a promise that he will bless him if he obeys. And Abraham follows God's direction, not knowing where he was going to go. You know, that takes faith. If one of you came and said, you know, preacher, we, we feel like the Lord wants us to go. Okay, where are you going to go? Well, we're not really sure yet. I would say you're crazy. Because it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense. This story doesn't make sense. But it is what God was doing in Abraham's life. And God had a plan even though Abraham did not. You see, it was a, it was a definitely an exhibition of faith and trust in his God. Someone said this, uncertainty and mystery are energies of life. Don't let them scare you unduly for they keep boredom at bay and spark creativity. You know what? You can't remove... Faith from uncertainty. 
And tonight I want to, or this morning I want to preach to you on the subject, faith in uncertainty. Faith in uncertainty. We're in an uncertain world. And every time we turn on the, the news, the world has changed again. And things are happening around the world that we would think there is no way this could be a reality. There's no way this is happening in 2022. There's no way this is happening in America. There's no way that this is happening in the world around us, that we would be sitting back and allowing uh, the uh, Ukrainian people to be killed. I mean, we, we look at things and we're thinking, what in the world is going on in this world in which we live? It's a time of uncertainty. And unfortunately, in uncertain times, people will withdraw. And we are either going to grow in our faith or we are going to go from our faith. One of the two. And with this uncertainty, how should we be acting in a time of uncertainty? I think we can think we can talk to Abraham a little bit this morning and look at what he did. Maybe look at some of these other individuals in this hall of faith and they lived in a time of uncertainty. They were given directions by God to do things that were not all penciled out to where they could see how it was going to work. Yet their faith stood strong. And I don't know about you, I want my faith to stand strong. And so faith in uncertainty, and let's pray. Father, we pray that you'd bless now uh, these next few moments. Just give us insight, wisdom. I pray that you would help us to solidify our faith. I pray that you would help us uh, to just really root down uh, in our faith and not allow the, the winds of, uh, of opposition, the winds of uncertainty cause us uh, to, uh, to fold in our faith and to to fail. And so help us this morning, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. So here we find this uncertainty. Now, uh, the word, if you look up uncertainty uh, in a thesaurus, the top 10 words that are used for uncertainty is ambiguity, ambivalence, anxiety, concern, confusion, distrust, skepticism, suspicion, trouble, uneasiness. Those are the top words for uh, uncertainty. Now, do those words modify the current state of our world today? It is, they just explain the reality of what we deal with day in and day out. And there is no way to separate uncertainty from faith. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Go back to our text, uh, Hebrews 11, but go to verse number 1. Now, Hebrews 11 and 1, uh, this, is, uh, this is not the, uh, a, a definition of faith. This is an explanation of faith and how it is revealed. Uh, Hebrews 11 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things 
not seen. Now that word faith there is the Greek word pistis. Uh, this is the word that we get pistuo from. So pistis, it's used 244 times in the, uh, in the New Testament and primarily 149 times it is, it is uh, uh, translated faith. Sometimes it is translated trust. Sometimes it is translated believe. Uh, but the, this word, uh, it is this, this word and it literally means trust, faith, belief, and assurance. It is, it is talking about a confidence, a trust that we have in God. And so uh, here he says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So, uh, so here we look at this trust. Now, let me, let me just tell you this morning, uh, our trust in the Lord goes beyond just accepting him as our Savior. Our trust has to go beyond just uh, uh, receiving him for forgiveness of sins. Now, that's the beginning, but our trust shouldn't stop there. Our trust should grow, just like your relationship, husband, wife, uh, friends, friendship. Uh, there are relationships, and relationships are built on trust. Now, in our relationship with the Lord, uh, we have to realize that that relationship with him is based on our, what we call faith, but but it is based on trust. And either we are going to trust God or we're not going to trust God. Either we're going to trust that God has it figured out or we're going to try to figure it out. You know what I found in my own life when I try to figure it out? I mess things up. I complicate matters and then come back and say, Lord, can you help me get out of this mess? I should have just trusted you to begin with. But we, we take steps. Why do we take steps? Oftentimes it's because we really don't have faith. We don't really trust that our Heavenly Father is going to take care of it. Now don't get quiet on me. This is, this is a reality that all of us have to face. Uh, face. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now the word substance is the word uh, hypostasis, and it means a title deed. A title deed. You pay off your car, and you get that title in the mail. And there's no longer a bank's name on it. Man, that's a good feeling. You go down and you pay for, the, uh, pay for a car and, and they give you that title and you, you set it away. Uh, now God says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the title deed of what you are going to receive. You see, we're waiting for what's coming. And our faith is the deed for what God has for us. And we just have to trust that God is going to give us what he said he's going to give us. You know what? God, God, he is, he is one that is never going to renege. I've had, I've had people trying to, uh, to sell. I've went to look at a vehicle before, and you go to buy it, and you get there, and you've got the money, and they're like, okay, well, you know, we don't really have the title, but if you buy it right now, we'll get you the title later, and uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. 
not going to do that. Uh, I, I want the title in hand. There's like, well, it's a lost title. All you got to do is file for lost title. Then you file for lost title, get the title and sign it over to me and we'll make this transaction. Now, God, uh, his word, we can trust. We can trust him, and, and faith is the substance. It's the title deed uh, of things hoped for, uh, what God has promised us. Uh, and so uh, he said that uh, it is possessing that title deed of what he has said he is going to give us. So faith is a substance of what? Things hoped for. The word hope there uh, is a word that uh, is for an expectation. It is uh, to put uh, one's hopes, to, to, uh, to place your hope in someone or, or to, to expect and wish for something. Romans 8.24 says this, uh, uh, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that which we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. You know, our salvation, uh, we have put our faith in Christ for our salvation. Our eternal destiny, we have by faith trusted him, and we are holding the title deed for what we're hoping he is going to give to us. Now, uh, the longer you know him, the more you have seen him work in your life, the more you trust that he's going he's gonna to give you what he promised he's going to give you. Why? Because you've seen his word uh, come true over and over again. First Peter 1.13, wherefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And he's just saying, listen, we've got to be looking for, expecting, uh, knowing that God's going to give us the grace he is going to provide uh, what we have anticipated uh, that he has told us he is going to give to us. So faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That word evidence is a word that means convicting evidence. Convicting evidence. This is a legal term. And the Lord, the Lord is saying that that uh, the, it's the evidence of things not seen. He said, this faith that we have is the, convic the convincing argument to other people that what we believe is real. You know, it's one thing to say that we trust God, but we live in a world where people are watching And our actions should back up. Our actions, our trust should be the evidence. It should be the convincing argument to other people that are weighing it out. Is this real? Is this not real? Let me tell you, parents, your kids are watching whether or not it's real or whether it's not real. Your actions are going to be the convincing argument on whether faith is real or whether faith is an activity on Sunday. Let me tell you, it's real. It's real. 
And our faith and how we live it is going to be what this world sees. Uh, This world, the Lord has left us down here to make a difference. And he wants us to live in such a way that other people will see the faith that we have and see the blessings, how God blesses us and how we trust him, even in the hard times. And in doing so, uh, it is going to cause other people to say, hey, they have something that I do not have. And let me tell you, if if you're unsaved, today, I have something that you need. I have something that you need. And if you're saved today, then there are people that are around us. There are people that we come in contact with that need the faith that we have. They need to meet the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. They need to have him change their life like he's changed your life. And if we aren't living in such a way of faith, a life of faith, what argument do they have? You see, if going to church, and and the world just looks at church as an activity. It's no different to them than the Elks Club. It's no different than any other club. But they look and if we are just like they are, If we live just like they live, if we respond just like they respond, then our faith hasn't made a difference. We say we trust Jesus, but if we're no different than they are, then how has that trust made a difference in our life? You see, it comes down to our faith. And this faith, this trust is going to impact not just our eternal destiny, it is going to impact our life. And then it will impact those that are around us. You know, you and I, our faith, our trust in God should be convincing It should be a convincing argument to others that are still weighing it out. You know, I, one time I was out soul winning and knocking on doors, and I had a new uh, convert with me. I was discipling him, and uh, we were out soul winning. I knocked on the door. We were in a mobile home park, and uh, I knocked on this door, and this guy opens up the door, and he's got an ACDC shirt on him, and his hair's down to his uh, shoulders, and uh, he looked like he just came off of a binge, and, uh, and, and he looked really rough, and, and he stops at the door and looks at me, and I look at him, he says, Carrie. I said, Dave, we used to party together. We used to go to the same places together. We used to do all the same things together. And he couldn't believe that I was a preacher. <laughs> it was like, what happened? Let me tell you something. Faith happened. Trust happened. Accepting Jesus Christ, it happened. And in doing so, he changed my life. Uh, praise the Lord, I had the opportunity to open up the scripture and, uh, and Dave ended up uh, getting saved. Uh, but let me tell you, the Lord has people he wants you to reach. He wants, he wants you to, to have an impact in their life. And uh, so we see this evidence. Now this word evidence, it's the only time this word is used in the word of God. You know why I believe that it's here in Hebrews 
Because faith and evidence don't go together. They are opposing. But our faith should be evidence to other people that watch. To people that watch. There's... There's no way for me to, uh, to quantitatively go back and start saying, okay, well, this is what happened, this is what happened, and, and this is the proof. No, uh, what happened was I accepted Christ as my Savior, and my sins were gone, and old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The Lord worked in my life, and I'm so thankful for that. And let me tell you, if you're saved, the Lord worked in your life. You say, well, uh, I didn't have a, a, a bad uh, testimony before. I didn't. I was raised in church of uh, the same salvation that Jesus had to pay for, uh, for the, the thief on the cross or for the child that grew up in church. It was the same penalty. It was the same penalty. Bible says in Proverbs 24, 10, he said, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Thy strength is small. What is he telling us? Don't faint. Don't faint. Have faith. Have trust. Keep trusting God. In uncertainty, we've got to keep trusting God. Because there's going to be all kinds of doubt. There's going to be all kinds of confusion. There's going to be all kinds of skepticism. There's going to be all kinds of things that are going to breed that uncertainty in our mind. And we've got to just trust the Lord. We've got to trust Him. Faith, our trust is the title deed for all that will one day be ours. You know, when you got saved... Bible tells us that we are heirs of the Father, joint heirs with the Son. Whoo! Now, if Bill Gates was here, and you were an heir of Bill Gates, would that make you happy? It would make me happy if I was an heir of Bill Gates. Why? Because he owns a lot. And if I was going to be a beneficiary, if I was going to be an heir, and I was going to be the on the receiving end, uh, the Lord, uh, we are heirs of the Father. We are joint heirs with the Son. What does that mean? That means that all that is available to Christ is available to us. Why? Because we're an heir. What a, what a blessing. That makes me excited. That makes me happy to think that the God in heaven uh, and my trust and my faith in him, he owns everything. He owns the world. He owns the mines. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns everything. And, and with that, as a child of God, uh, not only is he able uh, to, not only does he own it, he's the one that created it all. And since he created it all, he can handle any problem that we may face. And our uncertainty does not change his certainty. Our lack of faith does not change his faithfulness. Our wavering in our trust does not mean that he is not trustworthy. Is God trustworthy this morning? 
He is, absolutely. So how do we, how do we settle our faith? All of that was introduction. All right, so how do we settle our faith? How is it that we can sort of reconcile this? How can I look at some things that uh, God pointed out with these people that the Lord said, uh, these all died by faith. These are individuals that the Lord wants us to look at. He wants us to look at how they responded in their time of need, in their time of concern. And let's look at them. We're gonna look at them in order. Uh, So let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Look with me at verse number four. Hebrews 11.4. Now, uh, let me just give you a little bit of, of hope. My points are short, all right? Uh, so, so lay in the groundwork here, but, I, but I, want, I want us to see here. What are some things uh, that we can look at? Hebrews 11.4, by faith, Abel. So here we have the first individual that's named, right? First individual. And here the Lord is gonna, he's gonna tell us something about faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, so we're going to look at what some of these things are. What are some of these, these things that these people did? By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead yet speaketh. What do we find here? God, first of all, we see that Abel, uh, let me find my point here, Abel gave by faith. Abel, he gave by faith. So what are some things that we've got to do in our uncertainty? The first thing that the Lord looked at, the first person that he pointed out was a giving individual. You know what? In our trust and in our faith, let's not back off in our trust financially. Inflation is is coming. It's, It's here. Uh, I was just looking at uh, a Barner report, and, and I don't want to discourage you, so I'm not going to give you the statistics this morning. I'll probably give them to you another day. Uh, but I was looking at these statistics of, of what the inflation has been on, these, on so many different commodities and uh, industries, and, and we look at that and we see how it impacts us. Now, let me tell you something. The same God that we trust before, we still need to trust with our finances. Amen. Uh, we have to trust him. And, and Abel here, he gave by faith. Uh, he offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice uh, by Cain. Uh, it says that he obtained witness that he was righteous. Uh, his, his giving backed up that he was doing right. He was living right. He was righteous. Uh, and, and with that, because of that righteous acts, uh, actions, God testified of his gifts. God was the one that was giving, was giving testimony. He was giving witness to the, to the act of faith of Abel. You know, God's watching our giving. And we have a giving people, praise the Lord. $35,600 came in for the dedication offering. And I'm so, praise the Lord for that. That, that, is, that is a blessing, and that is the result of God's people uh, giving. And, uh, and I'm thankful for that. Over 70,000 was pledged uh, towards that. And, and that, that is a blessing. But the reality is, when, when we live life, 
our faith is going to be tr- is going to be tested in our finances. It's going to be tested. And here, God pointed out uh, a man of faith. He pointed out a man who was faithful to give. Uh, Proverbs 4.23, the Bible says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Uh, Matthew 6.21, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And, And what happens? Our faith is impacted by our giving and our generosity. It's impacted. You can't, you can't separate it. Our love, our trust, our faith, our generosity, it is going to result in giving. And God says, listen, you better keep your heart. In time of uncertainty, you still need to make sure that you're giving. That giving is because you need to give. You need to give. I need to give. Are there needs? Absolutely. But the the impetus for us having stewardship, the impetus for our giving of gifts, uh, our offerings, that is because we need to have a heart to give to God. Why? Because it keeps us connected. It keeps us connected to Him. Uh, and, And you know what? When people stop in their giving, pretty soon they stop even coming. What happens? Faith changes. It is impacted. So we see here uh, that uh, uh, Abel, he gave by faith. Secondly, let's look at uh, verse 5. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was found because God had translated him. For before his, his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What do we find here about Enoch? Enoch kept his testimony of faith. He kept his testimony of faith. He kept trusting God and that brought brought pleasure to God. You and I, we've got to keep our testimony. The world is watching The people that you have told that you love the Lord, the people that you have told uh, that you're a a believer, the people that you have have made a testimony, you have told, you have witnessed, uh, they're watching. And, And Enoch here, he was a man who kept his testimony by faith. He kept on trusting God. You know what? If we're gonna keep our testimony, it's gonna be, because we keep our faith. We've got to keep our faith. We've got to keep our testimony. We can't let our testimony drop. Uh, Our family members that know us how we were before. My granny, after... Uh, before we got saved, Granny would come over and she would uh, spend the weekend almost every week. I'd say probably three uh, or four out of five Sundays or four out of five weekends, Granny spent over at our house. And we'd, we'd play cards and we'd spend time with Granny. Uh, but Granny, after we got saved, you know, then it was, you know, mom quit smoking and mom and dad both quit drinking. And uh, there, was, there was a transformation. Mom had already stopped drinking at that point. But uh, there was, there was a, whole, uh, a whole transformation. And, and I remember my granny saying, I'll give them a little bit of time. They'll grow out of this. 
They'll get out of this after a little while. Let me tell you, praise the Lord, we haven't got over it yet. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you, there are people that are just waiting for you to change so they can say, yeah, I knew it wasn't real. There are skeptics that you live with or maybe live with or somebody you work with. They're watching. They're looking for you to slip up. They're looking for you when you, when you smash your thumb for you to let out a curse word. They're waiting for you to, uh, to, to laugh at a dirty joke. They're waiting for you to, uh, to participate in something that's unholy or immoral. And this world is watching. Let me tell you something. Our faith, our trust, we cannot let our testimony go we got to guard our testimony. It's going to impact our faith. So our offerings, the Lord is he's hitting these areas uh, of these people. Uh, there's, only, there's only 13 or 14 more uh, that we have to look at this morning. Just kidding. Uh, so uh, we see that Abel, uh, he, he, uh, he gave by faith. Enoch, uh, he, he kept his testimony of faith. Thirdly, we see Noah. Verse 7, by faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Noah passionately followed his faith for his family's sake. He built an ark in obedience to God but it was to the saving of his house. We've got to keep our faith for our family's sake. For our family's sake. We've got to keep our faith. We've got to, we've got to trust God. In a time of uncertainty, we need to trust God. Uh, when the bills are paid, we trust God. When the bills are not paid, we still trust God. When, when inflation is low, we trust God. When inflation is high, we trust God. Some of you are old enough to remember in the 70s. You, you remember my parents, their first, the house that they bought? Uh, they bought a house. I was looking at the paperwork in it. The interest rate was 13% on a home loan. Wow. Can you imagine? Some of you imagine. You were there. I remember when I got my license, gas was 75 cents. Quickly, it went up to 79 cents. I bought a 1970 Nova. My mom and my dad said, how in the world are you going to be able to afford gas? <laughs> How are you going to afford gas, 79 cents a gallon? Oh, my goodness. I just paid five eighty-six dollars for my truck, diesel, and it's going up. It's gone up since then. You know what? But the same God that I trust when it's 75 cents is the same God today. Give and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You see, God has a bigger hand than we have. 
God can meet our needs no matter what the circumstances of life uh, is. Uh, God uh, is worthy of our faith. Noah passionately followed his faith. He built the ark to the saving of his house. Uh, he followed his faith for his family's sake. And let me tell you, uh, we want to follow God uh, because he is God, but we also want to follow God for our family's sake, for our, for our heritage's sake. What happens if we drop out? What happens if we quit? What happens if our faith falters? Who's going to make sure our grandkids hear the gospel? If the Lord tarries his coming, and I believe he's coming back. I believe he's coming soon. But if he tarries his coming, what, what hope do our kids and our grandkids have of knowing God if we fall when a time of testing, a time of uncertainty comes? We can't fall. We see Noah, or we see Abel, we see Enoch, we see Noah. I want you to see last, no, not lastly. Uh, I want you to see fourthly, Abraham, verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. What do we see fourthly? We see Abraham's faith was tested and proved by his obedience. His faith was tested and proved by his obedience. He, he was given a job to do. God gave him an instruction. It didn't make sense. It didn't pencil out. And yet he said, okay, Lord, I trust you. And he obeyed. He went out 75 years old. And he left and he followed God's direction. And in doing so, he was blessed. Why? Because God's faithful. God's faithful, and we are blessed because of that. So Abraham's faith uh, was tested and proved in his obedience, and our faith is going to be tested and proved in our obedience as well. Obedience is not just a word for the kids. We are God's kids, and we are to obey him just like we expect our kids to obey us. We expect our kids to obey us because I said so. Well, I don't understand. It doesn't matter. I told you to do this. Do it. Right? But we then turn to God and we act differently. We, exp we expect him to tell us how it's all going to work out. Well, why? Why? How would we respond if our kids looked at us and said, well, why? Why do I have to do what you said? <laughs> that just sort of raises the hackles on the back of your neck, doesn't it? And, and here, yet, we look at what God says for us to do, and we're just to obey. We don't have to understand it. We don't even have to agree with it. We just need to follow. 
We need to be obedient to what God tells us uh, to do. And as we grow and mature, just like as our kids grow and mature, what do you find yourself? You find yourself giving them the reasons why, so they have that understanding. And God is a better parent than we are. Sarah, verse number 11, through faith, Sarah also herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Now I read through the passages and I, and I remember Sarah laughing. I remember Sarah's responses, but God looks back and God sees some things about Sarah's response and she judged him faithful who had promised. Fifthly, Sarah's faith was strengthened to see God's faithfulness to our faith. When we trust God, that faith, we get to see God's faithfulness in response to our faith to him. God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And in our obedience to him by faith, we're the one that gets to enjoy the blessings. So here, just these first five, we see some character traits. We can see some actions on how they dealt with uncertain situations in their life. But they all responded in faith. They all responded in trust. And no matter what a world around us does, no matter what a culture does, no matter what an economy does, we have to look heavenward and we still need to respond by faith. By faith. What is it? It is faith in uncertainty. Faith in uncertainty. It's easy to have faith when everything's good. when all of a sudden there's problems. All of a sudden there are unknowns in the equation. And you're trying to figure out what X is. We have a God who knows what X is. He knows the unknown. And what a blessing. We have such a wonderful God that we can trust. Our trust, our faith is not unfounded. And our trust and our faith will not be unrewarded. It won't be unrewarded. Let's just have faith. Faith in uncertainty. If you don't have a relationship as being a child of God, then you can't have what I talked about today. You're going you're gonna to reach for it and try to grab a hold of it, and it's not going to come together. Why? Because there's a component of saving faith that's missing. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And if you're here today and you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, let me tell you, He's worth putting your faith in. And child of God, you put your faith in Him for salvation, He's still worth you trusting in a time of uncertainty. 
Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. You know the need of each heart. Speak to hearts. And Lord, if there's one that does not know you, I pray today would be the day that they put their faith in you for salvation. Uh, as a child of God, I pray that you'd help me and, and the fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Help all of us, Lord, just to be faithful to you. Help us to continue in our trust uh, and, and trusting you and having that faith uh, in a time of uncertainty. And so bless now, please. Speak to hearts. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's have, have uh, everyone stand together. We'll have a short invitation. And maybe the Lord put his finger on something in your life. There's nothing like an old-fashioned altar to bow a knee and a heart before God. Let me invite you to come. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Christ as your personal Savior. You come. We'll have someone take the Bible and show you what God has to say about you going to heaven. How's our faith? How's our trust? Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.